Hello, everyone. Welcome on back. It's Betting Weekly WTA. I'm Nigel Seeley. I'm delighted to say joining me is our WTA handicapper. It's Rory Jawani, and we are just a day away now from the first major of 2024 in the tennis world. They come so quick, straight out the blocks into Melbourne. It's Rory Jawani. We're going to hit, look ahead to the Australian Open. It starts tomorrow. Rory, excited? I am. I am. Um, we've had a couple of Good warm-up tournaments in the lead-up. Um, obviously, this week, our, our outright bets didn't really work out in Hobart or Adelaide. Two very, very trappy tournaments, and uh, we've got a few surprises there. But, you know, last week of this before a slam, and I, I did advise to keep did keep stakes low and uh, proved to be wise because uh, we've had a few upsets. But, um, yeah, really looking forward to it. And, obviously, the big four, I think we can call them now, dominating the market. And uh, be interested to see whether Iga Sviontek going for her first Australian Open. Arena Sabalenka is the defending champion. We're back in a beaten finalist last year. So impressive in Brisbane last week. Not so impressive this week in Adelaide. And of course, Coco Goff, who's the reigning US Open champion. Those four, I mean, all, all four would be worthy winners. But who's going to be lifting the trophy in a couple of weeks' time? It's, uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll work it out and uh, pick the winner. Very, very similar now, the women's game to the men's game, isn't it? There's four players who have just pulled away at the top, making that fab four, and then the rest of them sort of making the places up. And it's very, very similar betting to the to the men's open, men's tournament as well, which if you haven't seen the men's open, we've got a tournament winner market as well there on Betra's website. We've got a show as well here with Sean Calvert, our ATB tour handicap as well, looking at that. But it is, it is very, very similar to the men's draw as the women's draw, but these, these four players who have dominantly moved away. Um, before we go on to the draw and look at the best mark, markets and the, some of the props as well on the women's section of the Australian Open, um, what have we got to look for? How, what, what, do we, what do we have to identify? Is it, is it important to come in with form? Is it important to come in cold? What do we got to look for when we're looking for a potential winner of the Australian Open? Because this is so quick. It's like any, no other sport has it. One of their biggest tournaments straight into its indecision. You don't have a major, do you, in January? The first major of the Masters in, in April. This is this is, this is is raw for any, uh, very rare for any uh, sport event to have a big tournament like this after just two weeks. Yeah, it's, um, I think form is important. I think it's the confidence as much as anything. So obviously, Sfiontech's on a 16-match winning streak, so she's going to be absolutely buzzing. Um, I think she's dropped one set since October, two sets since October, both to Carolyn Garcia. But Rebecca was obviously flying last week, so dominant in Brisbane, and then Adelaide came a bit of a cropper. She struggled against Christina Buxer. And you, then, could, you, um, could, you could actually, I don't think you should read too much into that. We did, we did yeah. sort of mention about it the week before, you know, she had a big week winning the tournament. I think, I think, I mean, I remember a very famous thing that John McEnroe said before a major, you don't want to win the tournament before the major, you want to make the semifinals, quarterfinals, you want to be, you want to be match fit, but you don't want to really be peaking too early. So I can understand that to a certain degree. And the same thing's happened in the men's draw. There's some real shock finals, especially over in Auckland, where you've got Tabillo, who's like a, 200 one outsider up against Tara Daniel. I mean, no one would have predicted that. <laughs> you can, you can sort of understand you can, it. You can, but it, I kind of wish it kind of stopped after Brisbane, but I, you know, I did say I wasn't sure she'd be fully tuned up this week. But yeah, she, she struggled and struggled. She did win against Bookser, but she didn't make easy weather of it. And then she lost. I mean, she was in all sorts of trouble against Alexandra, but she was four love down in the first set. Eventually came back, 
looked like she might come back. She got to four three, and then she lost the next couple of games, and then she was five love down in the second. Um, mm. Yeah, didn't look all that interested. Didn't look really up for it as she will be in Melbourne, but just makes me kind of you know, obviously last season she had a lot of injuries, sort of niggling injuries. She did you know win a couple of tournaments, but just something about her. I, I don't know if it's a, a a mental thing or a physical thing, but just made me just gave me a few little yeah little questions. I mean, if she plays like she did in Brisbane, she might well win it because she was so good. The way she played against Sabalenka in the final was phenomenal. But, you know, and she hasn't been given, she'd been given Karolina Pliskova first up. Now, if Pliskova, now she has more bad days than good uh, at this moment in time, but if her serve's working, she's a threat to anyone, Mm. Um, especially if conditions are quick. I mean, I've mentioned before, Australian Open last year didn't play as quickly as, as as Adelaide last year. So it didn't play as quickly as Brisbane and Adelaide this year. Um, it'll play quicker than Hobart, which is pretty slow. Um, the weather, I've been looking at the weather. <laughs> Wednesday's going to be fun. Looks like it's going to be raining all day. But, um, you know, it doesn't look particularly hot. It's, it's warm on Monday, Tuesday, and then we get to next weekend. Sunday's going to be fairly warm but it doesn't look like a roasting Australian Open like we've had in the past. So conditions might not be all that quick. And as I've said before, I think if conditions aren't very quick, that plays more into the hands of Sviontek and Goff rather than Rybakina and Sabalink. But it's going to be very interesting. Very Very interesting. interesting. Did you, you know, let's go, let's go on to some odds and look at, look at the draw and we give a little bit of a breakdown Um, in the, in the top half of this, these are the sort of the people that you would expect to be the last 16. So I'm going to break it down the last 16 and give you some opponents. Shrontek has been given, I think she's been given a tough draw. Uh, hence the price she's been given. I mean, she opens up against Kenyon. I mean, Kenyon's won this tournament before. She's defended, you know, she's she's won this tournament before. Swazig hasn't won this tournament. So an opening round against Kenning, which is a which is a tough ask, one of the toughest arse you could be given. She's going to be a heavy favourite. She's a heavy favourite. So you expect her to win it, but that is tough. In in the second round, she goes up against potentially Kerbo, who's another former winner here as well. She got two former winners in round one and round two, uh, and then in the last sixteen, she probably runs into Kometova or Svitolina. Um, in that section as well, in the, the first quarter, you have Ostapenka and Von Drusa for CD to go through, but you also have uh, some difficult opponents. Azarenka is in that section as well, another two-time champion here. Navarro is in some form as well. In Q2, Rybakina obviously plays Pliska in round one, as you said. She's scheduled to play Kazakina. Then Zheng, uh, in her quarter, she has two Brits, uh, Raducanu and uh, and um, Bolter. She's scheduled to play Pegula. That's the top half of the draw. In the bottom half, we have Zachary Haddad Meyer. Then we have Garcia, who plays Osaka in the round one. This is probably the most interesting round one match. They will probably play Goff in the last 16. Then we have Onjabur scheduled to play Krajikova, but we have Andriva as a possible second round opponent for Jabur. Samsonova against Sabalenka uh, as well in that bottom section. So um, looking at it, um, I don't think there's really much of an advantage to be in the top or the bottom half of the draw. Obviously, you want to be away from Sharontek, so there's an advantage for people at the bottom half of the draw. But usually you have a draw where it's quite lopsided. This doesn't seem to be lopsided. It seems to be pretty pretty even. I'd probably say the top half is slightly harder when you look at the quality of players in it, like the, the, the people floating around unseeded. But uh, I don't think there's much advantage to be in the bottom half of the bottom half. Sorry, the top half of the bottom half. 
no, I'd agree with you there. Um, I mean, I just think the way Spiontek's playing, I mean, she thrashed Kerber in the United Cup. It was 6-3, 6-love. Collins looks a shadow of the film itself. Kenin was well beaten this week um, at a tournament she did well at last year. I, I don't think Spiontek's really going to have a much of a challenge until round four when she potentially, well, she in round three could be slightly tricky if Linda Noshkova gets there. She's a promising young player. But round four, Svitolina or Kudometova. I was actually hoping Svitolina might be in the bottom half because I, I thought she might be a chance at price, but I can't see her beating Svjontek again. Uh, Quarterfinals of Svjontek, Ostapenko or Von Drusova. Von Drusova pulled out tournament this week, so I'm a bit worried about her fitness. Ostapenko is, I think she's through to the final yeah, in, final, yeah. in, playing in well. Adelaide. She's playing a, playing a lot of tennis. That worries me that she's playing so much tennis before a slam. Um, but if she, you know, if, if it falls right for her and if she's clicking, then uh, then she's a very difficult opponent. But we know the problem with Ostapenko. We know the problem is her consistency. Um, and, you know, her matches tend to go through a lot of the time they go three sets a lot of the time she's just not playing very well so she's a, a pretty I, I i never like betting on ostapenko we've talked about her many times before she's not a player to have that much trust in um for rebacking as, as i say that plishka first round does look tricky and then i mean Probably not until the quarterfinals, looking at either Chin Wenzheng or Jessica Pegula. Um, I mean, Pegula hasn't been playing well, and I think she scratched this morning from Adelaide. She was taken to three sets in both her matches uh, by Bernarda Pera and Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova. She hasn't looked brilliant so far this season. We know she's very reliable. She she often gets to quite kind of quarterfinals in these big tournaments, and and she might well do so again. Um, yeah, the bottom half, I think Coco Goff actually doesn't have a bad route through. Um, apart from in round four, where she could get Osaka or Garcia, the winner of that match. Um, I don't think she's got a bad route through to the semi. And I don't think Sabalenka's got a hideous route through either. Mm. Um, you mentioned Sam Sonova, but she's been playing pretty poorly. Pavlyuchenkova has been playing okay. Mira Andreeva is interesting, and, and I, I quite fancy her chances against Onshaber, who hasn't played so far this season, hasn't played competitively this season. And she's been doing this documentary. It doesn't really sound like she's got her mind on the game, but I could be wrong. She could just turn up and play fantastic tennis, as we know she can. But um, Andreeva, still 16, still, I mean, she does look a slam winner. Um, of the future. Um, but whether it's this, this might be a bit too soon. I mean, personally, I, I, I find it quite hard to look past the big four mm. for their quarters. I, I think if they play well, I think they get through. Uh, and I mean, Bet Rivers do have some really good um, props bets, some special bets. And uh, one of those is uh, odds on players to reach the quarterfinals, actually got big four, sorry, big four to reach the semifinals. And uh, three of them are odds on, and only Rybakina is odds against. Um, and I think that's about right because, you know, they uh, Rybakina has a tough opener. I think the rest have reasonably winnable, well, pretty winnable openers, and then they'll get going. And I think they'll make their way through. But 
Who knows? It's a, it's a slam. Yeah, we're used to seeing shocks and slams. We'll come on to the uh, the props in a second, but before we do that, let's have a look at the outright odds. These are the the odds with Bet Rivers to win the Australian Open. Iga Swiatek is their favourite, a plus two twenty five. As you said, she's never won the Australian Open. The best she's ever done is got to the semi finals in twenty twenty two. Rebecca is plus four fifty. Uh, Swantek will play Rebecca in the semi-final if it goes to the seedings and Rebecca has an overwhelmingly head, good head-to-head record against Swantek which is a bit of a concern for Swantek backers uh, Arena Zabalenka the tournament uh, winner defending champion from last year she is in the bottom half draw she's 5-1 to one. now she how she will recover from that humiliating defeat from Rebecca is a really interesting question Coco Goff obviously on the, on the, another great winning run she won the tournament um last week in Auckland. Was it Auckland? I'm sure it was Auckland. Uh, she she won the tournament there and obviously won the US Open. She's 5-1 to one as well. And then we go into some big prices. Jess Pegler, 17. Naomi Osaka, 25. A two-time champion here. Onjabur, 30. Kenwin Zheng, 30. Uh, Ostapenka, 35. Andreva, you mentioned, 40. Zachary, 40. Beatrice had a mayor, 50. And then 50-1 to one Marquette of Vendrusova, the Wimbledon champion as well. But it is dominated by those top four. And I think that I genuinely believe that Sean Tickett is the best player in the world. And I generally believe the other three, there is a cigarette paper between the three of them. I think you could you can beat each one of them can beat anyone on any given day. But I also think it's all to do with the, the court conditions. And I think if the scheduling is good here at the Australian Open and it's a caller, it will suit Goff and it calls Shrontek. But if they have to play in the heat and the temperature gets up in the second week, then that will really be a big advantage to Rabakana and Sabalenka. So I think this is a little bit of an unknown tournament because of the conditions that they're going into here. But I personally look at Shrontek here at 225, and I know you're quite keen on the poll and you think it's a bit of a value price. But I, I think I think it's a it, it I just think it's it's, it's a tough ask um to go through it. So we sort of teed you up there. Iga Shrontek is your pick. She, you think she's gonna make win her first major. She is the favorite. Um give us the reasons why you think this is uh, this is the bet. I think when you look at how she's played since I mean we can go back a year so obviously she's she was favorite last year as well but her prep wasn't brilliant she had she had that very heavy defeat to Jess Pegula in the United Cup which I remember we talked about and she was in tears at the end of that match she was I think speaking 6-2-6-2 really thumped and and as well I mean and a lot of last season she she spent a lot of last season being the hunted, she was world number one. And it felt like after the French, pretty much every week, Sabalenka had a chance to topple her for number one. And I think she really felt that. And she really didn't enjoy that tag of being number one with all that pressure. Um, and then eventually she lost it at the US Open. She went down uh, in the, oh, I can't remember what round she lost in there, but she she lost in the, in the US Open. She lost to Goff in Cincinnati. She'd beaten Goff seven times out of seven. Goff had this resurgence working with Per Ribo, who she's no longer working with now, but working with Brad Gilbert, who she still is working with. Um, Sviontek just wasn't happy. She, she didn't look happy. Um, she then lost to Kudometova in Tokyo. And then since then, she's been unbeaten. And, and we've seen a couple of changes. She's been a lot more aggressive on faster courts. She's coming into the net more. You know, she's not just sitting on the baseline and waiting for her opponent to make a mistake like she has done in the in the past. And and what and the game that's proved so effective on the slower hard courts, um, on the quicker hard courts, 
she looks much more potent. Um, she's changed her service action as well in the close season. Uh, it's I've mentioned it before. It's a bit more of a rounder arm take back. Um, and she's getting a little bit more power on that. Her serve wasn't bad before, but it's just got a little more pop. And and this season, she's looked incredible. In the United Cup, she absolutely cruised through all her matches, with the exception of against Garcia, where she lost the first set 6-4 and then won the next two 6-1-6-1. She thrashed Kerber, as I mentioned, and she just looks happy now. She looks happy with her status as well, number one. And I feel like she's improving her game. Whereas the only player, I think, who could challenge Sviontek when she's at her best at the moment. Well, actually, I was going to say Rybakina. Sabalenka probably could as well, because when she gets going, she just wallops the ball and it's hard to, to cope with her. I think if Sviontek's at her best, Goff can't beat her. They're not going to say they're similar sorts of players, but they enjoy the same sort of conditions. If it comes up really quick, then you'd have to fancy Sabalenka at the back. And that could happen, as you mentioned. We don't know whether it's going to be like in a week and a half or two weeks' time when the Australian Open final is. We don't know yet. I mean, the forecast we've got for the next week or so isn't spectacularly hot, which would be an advantage to Sviante. But I think just the changes in her game, the changes in her mental approach and her attitude, um, I think she's going to win this. I don't think plus 225 is a, a, a great price. It's not going to make you rich. But I think, I think it's reasonably fair. I think based on what we've seen this season and based on if Melbourne doesn't come up as quick as mm. Brisbane, for instance. I've actually bet golf each way, but I took seven to one earlier in the week. Yeah. And the reason that was a good why, price. The, the reason why I took that was I just thought she's I think she'll come through that third second quarter. I think she's full of confidence. She's the highest paid sportswoman in the world. She's got an aura about her now. Uh, I think she'll get through that third quarter and she got running to Zabalenka and she's got a good record against Zabalenka. And she's my fade in the tournament, Zabalenka, because I don't think mentally she will be able to recover from that battering she took from Rebecca in such a short period of time. Um, I think Schwantek, the reason I took Goff, because I thought myself, if she, if, it, if she, the only person I think she should be frightened of in the draw is Schwantek. Her rec- record, yeah. as you've touched on, is so good against the, the American that she always beats her. And, you know, I know, she did beat her in Cincinnati, but I think it's 7-1 in, in favour of the pole. And I think if she got to the final, I would have cashed at 350 with the each way that Bet Rivers were offering. So I was quite happy with my each way part rather than taking Schrontek. I think it could be a, a Schrontek-Goff final, that's my prediction here. Um, I do want to fade Sabalenka. I think it's a huge pressure when you, you're the defending champion as well to, to do that, something she's never coped with. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the market's dominated by the top four. Igor Schrontek is the pick from Rory for me. I've took... Uh, Coco Goff at sevens, I probably wouldn't have bet her at fives, but I would, you know, I, I wouldn't disagree that Schwantek is the, the player to beat. And we are in agreement that the top four are pretty much in a, an elite group now above everyone else. Um, if we were looking for someone at a big price who might give us a run for our money, anyone there you might look at and think, you know, they could they could go deep. I know Bet Rivers have specials on quarter to make the quarterfinal and the semifinal. You've got some interesting in there. But is before we come on to them, is there anyone that you think potentially at a big price could could go well for us? Yeah, as I mentioned, I I, I really wanted Switzerland in the bottom half because I thought she might give us a bit of a run, but I don't fancy against Fiontech. Miran Draver might be a bet at forty dollars each way. Um, she she potentially faces Onshabur in round two. 
but the rest of that of that quarter doesn't look too bad. Um, but then, I don't know. It's it's a lot to ask because last week in uh, in Brisbane, she she was far too good for Ludmilla Samsonova. Um, and I then watched she that lost... match, and it was a it was a mismatch. She was she yeah. was she was unbelievable, Andreva. Sixteen yeah. years old, she absolutely tore Samsonov apart, and I could see on the odds comparison websites the price of Andreva just crashing as every point was going <laughs> yeah. in. She was seventy to one, eighty to one, and by the end of the match, she was twenty-five to one. It was a sensational performance. But whether she can do that back to back, I think the bet would be to actually bet Andreva to beat Jabur if they play, because Jabur yeah. would probably be a slight favourite. Maybe you might get plus one ten Andreva, but I think that's the match that. I think she'll relish that much more than Jaberja, but it doesn't seem to be in the mental state. She was talking about winning a major and then wanting to have a baby. She seems to have lost her love. You know, she's talking about her, um, her a, a, a documentary she's doing now and how she felt after that Wimbledon final. And she seems like a girl who's really going back to it. Like, keeps talking about it. It's like, you know, yeah. come on, John. You've got loads more in your career. Don't keep looking back. <laughs> Look forward. Um yeah, so really, it's, it's it's difficult to much find so much value. So really, for us, we've only got the one official pick. We're going to go for Igor Schwantek to win it at plus two twenty five. Well, the in the outright market, yeah, um, I think I think she's the most likely winner. It's not it's not the best price in the world, but I just think until she gets it to the business end of the tournament, I don't think she's going to have too many troubles. Whereas I think. Goff doesn't have a bad route through, but Rebecca, as we mentioned, might have a little bit of a worry. Sabalenka as well. I mean, she's in the same quarter as Andreva and Jabir. Um, we know Jabir beat her at Wimbledon last year. Um, but the likes of Amanda Anisimova, who's coming back as well, and, and she had a good win against Anastasia Pavlichenko and then, then sort of bombed against M Marie Balskova. Um there are some dangers in there for Sabalenka if, as you say, she isn't quite all there after that defeat to Rybakina. But um, yes, yeah, Fiontech's the one for me. Um, yep. Not not going to have a ridiculous bet on it, but I just think I think she's the most likely winner given the the conditions we're I'm expecting over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, plus two twenty five. Obviously, if the weather does pick up in that second week, that will be a not a positive for us, but uh, she is the woman to beat. She is informed 16-0 coming into the tournament. She is the girl to beat and a plus 225. Rory believes that is still a value pick. Uh, talking about value pick, Bet Rivers have a huge amount of markets. Head to the Bet Rivers website. You look at all the matches. There's 64 first round matches, 38 different markets on all them matches as well. You will not find a better, more comprehensive tennis service from any other sports book across the United States or America. The one market they do have is props on players to reach the third round, to reach the quarterfinals, to reach the semifinals. There's a graphic here with some players to reach the quarterfinal and a graphic here for two players to reach the third round or not to reach the third round. Um, What's caught your eye here, Roy? You've got a couple of plays on this. Well, the ones that have caught my eye. So Naomi Osaka to reach the quarterfinal is plus 650. And that depends what sort of price you reckon she'd be to beat Coco Goff. I don't know. I reckon probably plus 250 against Coco Goff, maybe plus 300. That seems a bit big. So it depends, you know, how you'd price up that encounter. She's, I think she's minus 110 against Carolyn Garcia. I think she's a very, very narrow favourite for her opener. If she got through that, she'd win her next two, but then it's to beat Goff to get into the quarters. 
So, I mean, that that is an interesting bet. Pegula is minus 121 to reach the quarterfinals and minus 107 not to do so. Given the form that she's shown so far this season, I'd definitely be leaning against. I'd be leaning towards the minus 107. Um, to reach the third round, I find these two quite interesting. So they've got to re- win two matches. Paola Bedosa, plus 275 to get through to the round three, but minus 385 not to reach round three. She looked absolutely shattered in the third set against Bernardo Pera in her first match back. Um, breathing really hard at two apiece in the final set. She was 3-2 up and then she lost the next four games. I think she's got a way to go before she's really mixing it with the best again. And Taylor Townsend is not an easy opponent first up. Very aggressive, comes into the net a lot. She's a, a player that can really disrupt your rhythm. Um, and if she gets through that, then it's the winner of Pavlina Chenkova and Donna Vekic, which won't be easy. So definitely be leaning towards minus 385 against. But I am interested in Amanda Anisimova at plus 290 to reach the third round. She plays Ludmilla Samsonova, and as, as you mentioned, you know that match against Andreva looked like a mismatch. She's been well below par this season. She then lost to Laura Siegerman. It's like one extreme to the other. You've got the rising 16-year-old sparky talent and Laura Siegerman, who's been around for a very long time. No secrets to her game. Um, and Samsonova, who's very serve-dependent. She's probably the most serve-dependent player on the tour. Just couldn't get going against her. And this some over, as I mentioned, she beat Pavlyuchenko in Brisbane. Then she took just one game of Marie Bauskova. Not ideal. But she seems pretty happy, you know, with her preparation, with returning to tennis. She, she took a break last summer um, due to her mental health. I'm prepared to forgive that defeat to Bauskova. She's plus 185 to beat Samsonova, which I don't think is a bad price. In round two, if she got through that, she'd face either Nadia Podoroska or Tamara Zidanzek, both out of form. Don't think either have won so far this year. And Podoroska pulled out injured um, before her last match. And so you've got to work out, would she be shorter than minus 140 to beat Podoroska or Zidanzek? I think definitely yes, if she knocked out Samsonova. So I think Anisimova at plus 290 to reach the third round is a definite bet. You sound more confident on that than Shirontek. Sam I, I, like I the, think I am. It's that sounds the net. price. Yeah. We've also got a view on the semifinals, and we've got some prices here for the top four. Shirontek is minus 190, 182, I think, to make the semifinals, plus 140 not to. One, minus 122 Sabalenka to make it, minus 106 not to. The flip side to that for Goff, minus 106 to make it, minus 122, no. Rybakina, plus 120 to make the semifinals, minus 155 not to make the semifinals. Anything caught your eye there? Well, as I said before, Rybakina is the only one who's plus money to reach the semis there. Um, she probably has perhaps the toughest route, but it depends. I mean, all about that first round encounter with Pliskova. I guess, you know, if if you're thinking there's been a psychological effect on Sabalenka from that defeat in, in the Brisbane final, then you'd be looking at that minus 107 and thinking that's a bet um, not to reach the semi-finals because she is going to face some, some decent opposition. It's not going to be plain sailing. And if there is any hangover from Brisbane, then that might be worth a bet. But I think for me, I, I was interested that Rebecca has plus money and the rest are all all mm. odds on. Um, 
not not a bet for me here, but but an interesting market, and I I really like some of these markets that that Bet Rivers have for this tournament. They're, they're certainly a bit more, especially when you have a situation where the top four dominate the outright market so much. Uh, it's good to have these these extra bets to to get have a look at. I think the the toughest route for all the players is Schrumtek. I think she's got the toughest route. Henning, Kerber, Kudometova, Svitolina, Ostapenko, Azarenka. She's got to play three champions at this tournament before she even reaches the semi-final. Or Von Drews for a Wimbledon champion as well. I think that is... I don't think it can be more difficult for her. Uh, I think she's the best player in the world. I think she's... But I think if you look at the draw, she's got the toughest draw of the lot. And, you know, you need, she needs it to be a lot cooler. Um, look at the Australian Open to name the finalists. I'm not saying I don't, yeah. not saying I don't think she'll make the final because I do think she'll make the final. And I would predict Shrontek Goff here at eight dollars um, plus six dollars. Uh, Shrontek Sabalenka plus eight dollars. Shrontek Goff plus twelve dollars. Rebecca Sabalenka repeat of last year seventeen hundred. Rebecca Goff and Andreeva has made the list ahead of them top four as well as those top four at twenty five to one to make the final against Fiontek. Um Any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I really like the look of Sviontek Goff. I mean, again, this is assuming it stays, you know, the weather doesn't get too hot and it doesn't play too quick. Um, but I feel like it's not a bad bet. It's almost, it's like contingency, isn't it? You know, if it stays cool, Sviontek wins the tournament. If it stays cool, Goff wins her heart. So have them to meet in the final. $8 for Sviontek mm. Goff. I think that's a really good price. Well, myself, I, I, I'm a bet. I'm a better off to win a tournament, but trust me, I do not want to finish from taking the final. I think that's the one player. <laughs> anybody yes. else is right. I want you to win. Obviously, Roy is one. The, the, the view is here to win, but from my selfish point of view, I do not watch Frontech in the final against Goff, so it might be an emotional edge for me to have a bit of $8 and think if it does get to that final, I know that Goff's got no chance. So there, <laughs> there is there it is. There's our little wrap-up of the women's draw, um, and we're always going for the favourite, Igor Frontech. There doesn't seem to be a lot of depth uh, to this tournament. Your women's game for years and years has been a lot of depth, and now there's been this Fab Four that have pulled away and could dominate in 2024. It wouldn't surprise me to see those four players competing in every single major. So our pick for the 2024 Australian Open is the tournament favourite, Igor Schwantek, and what we believe is value at plus 225. And if you were looking for a little bit more value, and probably Rory's real real strong pick of the tournament is Anisimova to make the th round three. Head to the Betrivers website. There's a load of props on there. And that was plus 395, was it? Or 360? Plus 290. 290. Plus 290. Two, plus 290. And it's over to make round three. So make sure you head to the bit cross there and check that one out. Uh, thank you very much for watching the show. Um, if you want to keep abreast of everything that we've got, some, some unbelievable content coming across on the tennis and also as the world of soccer, please make sure you subscribe to the Betty Weekly Studios on YouTube. Give us a subscribe there and you will be alerted every time any bit of new material drops. Uh, remember, you can follow us on our Twitter account and our Instagram account at Because We Win, the joint handle we share with all the handicappers there. I'm sure Rory will put some uh, videos or some match bets or something, little insights as the tournament goes on. And also, you can... Uh, what was the next button? I can't remember what I was going to say. No, what, was the, what was the other bit we were going to do? Oh, you can download the podcast on your preferred podcast provider. I've got so many things I've got to mention there. Uh, download <laughs> the, uh, your podcast uh, on the Betting Weekly WTA show on your preferred podcast provider and stay across all the content here throughout the uh, tournament at Australian Open. Uh, Rory, have a good day, mate. Have a great tournament. We'll catch up with you as the tournament progresses. We'll speak, uh, I'm sure, with some videos 
on socials as the tournament goes on. Good luck with uh, with your pick on Shrontic. Not too much luck. Let's hope that uh, Goff gets it. If Goff gets to the final, I've cashed. I'll be happy. Exactly. I mean, and that's my plan. Is I think she's got an easy route. But uh, and hopefully we can cash on that. Was, was the eight dollars Shrontic Goff an official pick or as well? Yeah, we'll yeah, have that an official pick that. as well. Let's have yeah. that. So we've got three, an extra pick there. Shrontic Goff in the final. Shrontic to win. And Anderson over to make round three. That's it for today. Good luck for your bets. Good luck for the weekend. And remember, 7 p.m. tomorrow, Saturday, Australian Open, the first major of 2024 in the tennis world starts. Head to the BetRiz website. Loads of specials. You will not get more betting markets than anywhere else across America. Take care.